I had a friend of mine in Cleveland, Ohio. He came to my office just last year and said, man, I was having some real problems in my home with my wife. They've been married for about 35 or 40 years. He says, I tried everything to be that kind of a man. And he says this, Truman, guess what I did? I want to be that man of integrity, that man of honesty, and that man of influence, and that man of intimacy. He says, I start praying for Vera. Oh, man, she was cantankerous. And he said, Truman, guess what? I prayed for her. And he said, Vera got to be so sweet, it scared me. This is Jerry G. Martin. Today, you're going to hear a message from Dr. Truman Martin, who spoke to our men at one of our past men's conference as we prepare for our men's gathering coming up on May 5th. I want every man to listen in closely and stay tuned after today's message. We're going to share with you how you can connect with us on our upcoming men's gathering. Now let's walk in the light of God's word. What kind of a man will you become after this conference? And I know what God says in his word. And brothers, remember I said that's no better. You're the apex of God's creation. And may I suggest to you this morning, what you can become, but let's review the scriptures to ascertain what God had in mind when he made you. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, the word of God says that God said, let us make man, and it seems to me that the Trinity was involved in God creating you. Let us make man in our own image, and that means in our own resemblance, in our own model, in our own shape, in my own outward form. I, I, I call it morphology, the external anatomy. God says, I want man to look just like me. Seems to me that God took the time in James Weldon Johnson dissertation, creation, scooped out of the dust of the earth and took his hands and shaped man. I want him to be molded just like me. Then he said in our likeness, to me it suggests an internal networking, the infrastructure. God placed in you brotherings the capacity and the ability to communicate with God spirit to spirit so that you can rule, that you can reign, that you can dominate in the earth. God made you. And that was a question in Psalms 8 and 4. It says, what is man that thou art mindful of him and thou hast created him? Brotherings, and what God says, I made you a little lower than myself. When I made you, I made you to be a man of value and I made you a man of significance. Made you a little lower than myself. And not only that, but he says, I have crowned you with glory and with honor. Suggests to me that God says, I took a little of the glory of my own eminence and put it on you. That's what I did. I crowned you with glory and I crowned you with honor. 
Brother, when I talk about that, I thought about how wonderfully made that God made us. And oftentimes in life issues and life problems and life situations and life challenges, we feel so low. But the word of God gives us what we are and who we are. And then in Psalms 139 and 14, God says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul, it's like the writer here, really come to realize in all of his dilemma and all of his situation how wonderful that he was made. So he says here in his mind, in his emotions, in his will, and in his intellect, it took all of those entities of his innermost being to come to understand how great God had made him. My mind cannot comprehend my will, my intellect. Brother, as you only understand how great God made you, something would radically change in your life. And I want to plant this seed today. The question is, in spite of what God has said, what's the problem? What's going on? Why are we not living up to what God has decreed and what God has declared in his word? Even though the mind of God has expressed it. Seemed like to me that when God made us, he made us a free moral agent that we had the capacity to make choices. So life is choice driven. You are here, you are what you are by the decisions that you made. Oh, come on and help me. Oh, someone was said that my daddy abandoned me and nobody affirmed me and nobody told me what I could be and what I could become. That's no excuse. Well, I wish I had a prayer in church. No excuse. Will we allow the scriptures to dictate our choices? But then again, there was another entity involved in this whole scheme. Satan. God with Eve. And I wish I had time because I could deal with the male and the female entity. But brothers, I'm just going to talk about you today. I'm not going to lay it on Sister Eve. Sister, you're going to help me? Yeah. Often, yeah, let me just talk to you for a moment. And sometimes I hear men talking. I know it's not true in Houston, but, but some of the brothers in Dayton, Ohio say, Pastor, I'm trying to be the man, but my wife won't let me. And the reason that she's not letting you because you have not let. Sisters, would you forgive me this statement? Would you forgive me? If I said something, would you forgive me? Let me see your hand. Now you can't take it back. Brothers, when we become what God has said we are, and I'm impressed, I, I know this truth. Brothers, when we become what God says we are, the sisters of our wives are the easiest thing to lead. Sisters, thank you very, very much. 
If the man truly the man, he, he's, a, he, he's a provider, my protector, my lover. He's my everything. Listen here, the woman you were made to come under the man. There's something about you that desires to come under the man. And, and I'm not now only talking about in a sexual relationship. You want to come under him. But the problem is, our brothers, we don't really know that. I'm stirring up something here now. Satan and Adam committed high treason in the garden because I want you to begin to see this, that how wonderful we were made. And when Adam was made, the perfect man, the first Adam, I want you to see this. An extension, I see this and I saw this, is that brothering, that God made us an extension of himself. That we can go in in the presence of God and Adam did not have to be physically, if it was that, in the presence of God, Adam could just really perceive the things of God. Adam could perceive it. He knew what was the heart and the mind of God because it was spirit connecting with spirit. It was kind of like this here. It's like man was an extension of God, like an extension card, moved from the power source to another area and still exhibit the same power. The first Adam caused death. And brethren, if we really are controlled by the first Adam who sinned, death is coming. Death to your dreams, death to your vision, death to your destiny. Destruction to your dream. Destruction to your destiny. And every covenant of promises of God, destitutes and damnation. But I believe, and not only do I believe, I know through the power of Jesus Christ that you can become the kind of a man that God desires for you to become. And, and uh, the things that man on fire, and, 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 and in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, and I'm going to give you four points, or five points, that I believe that's going to change you and they're going to make a difference in your own personal life and make a difference on the inside and what's on the inside of you and that you can live with yourself in peace and tranquility. God has given us off your spirit, this fire that we had talked about, this baptism and the word of God says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And brethren, it is crucial and critical that we understand this. The power of God and this Holy Ghost power is not the power that causes us to feel good only and to a, a quirk and a jerk. But this word power is dudamus, which has a twofold meaning. Which means that when this power, brother, means coming into your life, when Jesus comes in, this same power is able to annihilate everything in your life that has exalted itself against the established will of God. Let me say it again. When this fire comes into your life, it is able to annihilate every negative experience that has established itself in your life against the express will of God. This power, not only that, but this power is able, my brethren, to build you up, to annihilate on the other hand, but brethren is able to build you up and to establish you. Which means that we cannot say that with the power of God and with mentoring and with involvement in church programs that we have an excuse. 
this power of the Holy Spirit. What are these qualities that I want to share with you briefly? That I believe that you come out of this conference. Brothers, I know that you want your life to be better. You have dreams and you have visions and you have multiple plans for your life. But it seems as if that when I come to a place of choices and come to a place of decision, there's something in heaven that stops me from going to the next level or to the next dimension. Problems in the home. Problems with relationship. Problems with the wife. Problems with the children. Problems in the marketplace. And I believe truly that when God says I called you to make you the head and not the tail, to be above and not beneath. And I'm going to tell you these principles that I, I use to guide my life. I have not always been successful. I struggle just like many of you. I toil just like many of you. I've had my failures. I had my time of weeping. As a matter of fact, just a few months ago, I wanted to quit. And someone said, it's okay to quit. It's okay to think about quitting as long as you know that you're not going to quit. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you again for listening to this broadcast. You've been hearing a message by Dr. Truman Martin, who is the bishop and pastor of the Maranatha Christian Fellowship Church in Dayton, Ohio. He was one of our speakers that we had at a previous men's conference. He spoke to us and gave us information on how to be a strong man of valor. That leads me to tell you that we are getting ready once again to gather men from around the city so that we can speak into their lives, men and boys as well. We know that it is critical for men to take a leadership role in making a change in the culture. It was God who, in the book of Ezekiel, said, I am looking for a man that will stand in the gap so I will not have to destroy the land. And God was looking for a man when he responded to Isaiah who said, Here am I, Lord, send me. God said, Who can I send? Who will stand for me? So we're looking for a man who will make a difference in the lives of their family, in the lives of their children, in the lives of the culture. Join us on Friday, May 5th. We're looking for men. We're looking for veterans, truckers, athletes, businessmen, educators, professionals, real men who will just stand up for their family. Come on out. If you have a custom car or a motorcycle that you want to show off, come on out. We're going to be out in our parking lot beginning at 4.30. We're going to have food, fun, and fellowship. We are asking every man to bring a young man or a boy with you. We want them to see men who will praise God, who will honor God, and who can have fellowship and fun. That is May 5th at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church, 16161 Old Humble Road. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.